welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with Mike Yozipovich. Hello. No Matt O'Hara today. We are recording on a Monday instead of a Tuesday against our El Naturel style of podcasting. Thanksgiving. Thanks. Holiday. Gotta yeah. get some stuff done. Holiday season, man. Gotta gotta get ready for that gobble gobble, you know, and it's, it's time to right. time to jump ahead here. So we won't have any really insight on the Jets Buffalo game, which, you know, Sammy Watkins, that's about all you need to know about that game. And then uh the Ravens and Saints game. But hey man, there's always next week. Right. So Let's get right into it. We're doing our week in review for week 11. And uh, we go back to the Thursday night game, the Chiefs and the Raiders. Uh, I wrote on my Tuesday column last week, you know, a guy to watch, a guy to pay attention to for that game who seemed like he was primed for a breakout game was Latavius Murray. And he did. You're talking about a big back, you know, 6'3 back, 220. that It's really fast. And what, what do you know? Big game, three carries, 100 yards. Five yeah. car- oh, he had five carries, I think, for Four carries, 112. Wow. And um, then he got concussed. Yeah, he got concussed. Uh, you know, I mean, going into it, I know, like, he was, like, the sexy thing online. Everybody was talking him up and mm. everything like that. And I don't know. I just think overall I'm just not, like, t- too overly excited by him. I don't know if it's the fact that it's just, like, the situation, the one in ten Raiders and, you know, things of that nature. But... I'm not. I'm not overly excited for him or his dynasty prospects. I don't know a good filler if he's on your team, and you know, uh, you know, maybe if you're you know, the way the running backs have been so. This has been a weird year for running backs. Yeah. Um. So yeah, maybe it might come in handy down the stretch. But I don't know. I'm not just put. I'm not putting dynasty wise. I'm not putting too much stock in him. I know he's sexy, and you know, right now, but. I, I'm just not into it. Well, see, I was, I'm actually, he's somebody I've always, I followed, I actually got him a couple of dynasty leagues because right. I actually liked his upside. Yeah. And I'm another spectrum. I actually do like his upside. Okay. And the fact that he did that, I mean, you're talking about a Chiefs defense that didn't give up a rushing touchdown all year long. He got two. Okay. Uh, you're talking about a Chiefs defense that, you know, they're one of the premier run defenses in the league and he still excelled there on a Raiders team that has a poor offensive line that has no running game. Uh, again, I mean, is it something like, Okay, for example, like Jonas Gray last week. Right. You know, he blew up and we're like, hey, 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 everybody hold your horses, which exactly. we'll get to because we we're all right on. You're like, just right. nothing to be alarmed. You know, don't, his value did not increase. Uh, nothing to get overly excited about. But Latavius Murray does excite me. Like, Jonas Gray is just another guy. He's a jag. He right. has no long-term value, really, in my eyes. Hey, Again, long, sh- long shot. But Latavius Murray, on the other hand, does excite me. He's like a... He's like a Niall Davis kind of a comparison, I guess, somewhat. And he is somebody that has upside where he's not a bulldozer, but he's, he's so fast and he's so big. He can wear a defense out. And he's just like he showed, he's going to be good for some of those big play abilities. Uh, so I'm actually, I do like Latavius Murray. I think he's a great dynasty stash if you have a piece of him. If you're not, it's a great stash. Again, maybe not for the whole rest of this season, but we'll see because he's probably, you know, he's already put himself in the position now. He's going to be the starter for at least the rest of the year. Once his head clears up. Right. But I mean, long yeah, he's term. Young. He's got age on his side. He's 24, you know, so it's only his second year. I just find it just odd that, like, on the on the Raiders with some dinosaurs ahead of him, you know, that he couldn't 
crack the line if it's taken this long. I don't know. Maybe that's why the Raiders are so bad. It's you why know, the Raiders you know, are so bad. That's what I would decisions, say. You know, but um, but again, I, maybe and maybe you're right, and you probably are. It's just like you know, one of those things where I guess I get more enamored or get more excited about guys with uh, bigger pedigree or whatever. You know, and this, you know, he's. Uh, a guy just basically, I don't want to say coming out of nowhere because he was kind of known, but he doesn't have the hype of some of the other, yeah. Know, other if you're if you're really waiting. in a dynasty, you knew who Latavius right, Murray was, and you're right. waiting. And the whole time as an owner, I've just been waiting. He's never had an opportunity, right? And because he he was really raw coming in, and we always know like those really big backs are hard to excel. And so again, he, here's the point with. Latavius Murray. If you if he's a free agent, which he I probably after last week there's no way he is, he should be stashed. He he has a chance to be successful in the NFL. Okay, is, I can see that. Do you feel though I, I would guarantee the Raiders draft a running back? Well, to me that's he's a good compliment back. Yeah. I mean, we'll see if he can carry the load. Right. I mean, that's his first concussion, so that's nothing that, that that doesn't worry me too much there. Right. Uh but we'll we'll see. I mean, may Obviously, they're going to get rid of MJD and Darren McFadden. So right. they, uh, so them bringing another back to me is just doing their due diligence. Yeah, where it doesn't it doesn't worry me. I think he has a future. I would bet if I again if it's fifty fifty to tell me will this guy be serviceable even as even if he's somebody as a running back four or running back three somebody that you need during backups or along those lines. Right. I think he'll fill that role. Yeah, that, you're, you're probably right. I'll agree there. with that. So, yeah, I'll agree with that. I, I, I like that there. Um, I mean, there's so many backs getting touches. It's just like crazy. You would not. I mean, this is to me just an insane year with the running back. It's a fluid man. situation, man. So fluid. Every. I mean, you just every week is just something just throwing me off. Like, wow, I just can't believe how different the league is than it, from when it, the league the year started. You oh know? yeah, the, the the running back I mean, the names only, are nine day. The only thing that I feel like pretty damn confident on is that uh, that we saw coming was the rookie wide receivers would be good. And they Every, all are. I mean, everything else is just like, man, so fluid and just, cr- just I mean, crazy. No, yeah, I mean, if you're talking about consistency at running back this year, you have Le'Veon Bell. Right. DeMarco Murray. DeMarco Murray. I mean, from guys that you expected it from, then that's yeah. probably about well, it. Let's even go with guys that we don't expect. I mean, who's been consistent all year? You know, no. Le'Veon Bell, DeMarco Murray. Everybody else has been hurt. Everybody else has been inconsistent. I'm trying to think. Because even like Sean McCoy, where he's played every game, right? he has had some really bad games. Justin Forsett. <laughs> I mean, you know, like. I guess in the consistency things. I mean, Abba Bradshaw was consistent there for a right. while before he got hurt, too. But look, and he's gone. So, just so weird. Fluid. Yeah. Uh, Anyways. Yeah, let's get into some more of these games here. Let's get to the game that had me jumping around like a tw- uh, you know high school cheerleader at the end of it. The Atlanta Falcons and Cleveland Browns game. Yeah, it was. Um... Good to see flashback, huh? Josh Gordon comes right back in, uh, goes goes for 120 yards, picks yeah, up right where catches. he left off. Could it? I mean, like if him and Hoyer were on the same page, I think that could be pretty scary down the stretch. I think uh, eight catches for 120 yards. I feel like Josh Gordon was open about four more times. Oh, wide plays. open, and, and he, he missed him. He missed him, missed him in the them. end zone. He missed right. him on go on. Uh, a, a slant route that he was wide open. He right. just clearly missed uh, missed through there. Yeah, threw it behind him. I I think they'll get it together. We're gonna see know. Josh Gordon go right back. He, you're gonna see there's a, there was times last year or begin before he got suspended that Josh Gordon was going. If you guys remember this, or if you're new to Dynasty, last year uh, after the season ended, Dynasty startup drafts, J- there was 
drafts that Josh Gordon was going number one overall in these drafts. Right. He has that kind of ability. He is but, that type of receiver. But always just keep in the back of your mind, he's one strike away. One strike away from being gone. I mean, I, I like, I love Gordon. He's on the Browns or whatever. But I'm just, just always got to, you got to take, you know, if it, if you're weighing some odds, just keep in mind, man, you're at any time he could go. Because he seems like an, like he seems like when you, when you hear him talk and all this he's stuff. He's all ready to go. He's all ready to go. Seems like he's all business, and then he does dumb stuff. On, and he just it doesn't seem like the same guy he portrays himself in front if of the media. If this doesn't get through, then nothing. I, and if, you, right. if, if I, again, this is, I have no idea, you know. But if something's going to get through to this kid and see, because obviously he needs the money he's playing for the next contract. The next contract he gets is going to be, you know, it's going to have, you know, some stipulations in there. But Well, and it should. He, I think he's going to be able, I think he's going to get together. If I had to bet on it, I think he'd get together. Okay. I mean, this kid has all the talent in the world to be the number one receiver in the NFL. Uh, again, I mean, he did this with, first game back after, you know, coming in in week 11, and here he comes in and catches 120 yards and looks dynamic in all yeah, aspects of the game. Yeah, he's getting open and, you know, uh, I expect it to continue and only get better. I think him and Hoyer will get on the same page. It's going to help Isaiah Correll, right. who looked good. You yeah, know, that 26-yard yeah. running hand was beautiful. best yard, Browns run of the year. Right. Um, it's going to help Terrence West. They're going to be a one-two combo for the year. Isaiah Correll will be the running back one there you want there. Uh, Terrence West will be a low-end running back two that will be able to start in situations. It's going to help you know somebody else I had in my sit-start column, Andrew Hawkins. It's going to open things underneath for Hawkins, and in PPR leagues, he's going to be a valuable asset as well. Right, definitely a playable guy, you know, and, like, you know, if you have to, it's not, it's not, not the His numbers are coming in. He's right around, like, the 34th, like, wide receiver, 32nd, maybe after last week, maybe, like, 32nd right around there wide receiver. So yeah. he's a true wide receiver three. Right. That's right where he fits in. So yeah. he he's a valuable asset, and we'll see where they go in the future with, you know, another receiver, uh, tight end, Jordan Cameron's probably likely gone, gone after yeah. the season with his concussions. What do you think about just like, hey, just real quick, bringing him up, do you think uh, for Cameron owners, do you think hold on to him or try to cut, try to cut bait? Uh, you got to hold right now. His value is yeah. at all-time low. I yeah. mean, there's no – but you always got to be concerned the guys that get his main concussions as he does. He just seems – And the more he gets, the longer he sits out. Now, right. he is practicing. He's probably going to play this week. Yeah. But – yeah, I mean, those things don't go away. He's a young player playing for a next contract, and players like him don't last long in the league. It's a, it's unfortunate. Same thing with Jordan Reed. Right. Uh, we were talking about it on Sunday. Uh, I, me and somebody were talking about on Sunday about Jordan Reed. We were having a lengthy discussion about him saying, you know, the kid has all the talent in the world, but right. ne- we were talking dynasty, and we are like, he'll never be the guy that I thought he was going to be. Because I had him at, like, number five tight end Yeah, I think overall. we all did. I think we all had yeah. five overall. And, I, I, those not it's like a pipe dream at this point because he'll never be healthy and he won't last long in this league. And yeah, and Washington's a mess right now. Yeah, he's somebody. Jordan Reed's somebody I'm selling high on next year if I can after he puts a slew of game together. Yeah. And Jordan Cameron, I'm a Jordan Cameron owner in a couple leagues. He's somebody that I'd be looking to sell to as soon as he puts up some numbers. some numbers. Yeah. yeah. And try and back. I mean, obviously, tight ends are a valuable asset, and you need to have something to back. You just can't sell if you have nothing to back it up. Right. But. Maybe if there's like a tight end draft I really like, but this year is going to be a weak draft for tight ends. I mean, you had the guy out of Miami, your guy Clive, yeah, Clive Walford. Yeah, he'll probably be the number one tight end coming out. And besides that, I mean, there's not it's not really a deep class. Um, Atlanta side, Matt Ryan, 
it's weird. He looked like, terrible. Yeah, him and Matt Stafford both. You know, you have these two uh, young quarterbacks in dynasty. Like, if you start a dynasty league and you wait till round round five or six in a startup draft, and you're like, all right, I'm gonna get, I want Matt Ryan or Matt Stafford. You think high high offense, right? Both have been terrible this year, there's and they look bunch, awful. There's been a bunch of guys like that. I feel like Cam Newton's been terrible. Like in that same like, hey, next second tier guys, mm-hmm. young that you're maybe hoping to take the next step. Kaepernick's been terrible. Not a big Kaepernick fan whatsoever. But, but I call he, the Kaepernick being bad this right, year forever. But most people still, you know, had him in that you know next oh, tier yeah. young guys. Oh, yeah. Like if you're gonna wait on. Um, on a quarterback to draft in like a startup league, you're like, all right, well, hey, I could roll with one of these younger guys, you know, and be happy about and it. And be happy about it because you have something to build around. And it's like, dude, killing your lineups. Stink, man. Yeah. Kill. These are guys that are killing your lineups. When you have somebody out there like Big Ben who can get in round 22, right. oh. you know, drastically ahead of where these guys are. Right. Uh, yeah, it's been a bad year. I mean, Cam Newton, at least, you know, his weapons around him and his O line give him a valid excuse in my eyes. Right, it's just a bad year for him. I yeah, mean, I, and I know yeah. Matt Ryan's line is bad. Right, and Stephen Jackson's not Stephen Jackson of old, but still, I mean, come on, man, you got to play better than that when you have Julio Jones and Roddy White, right. which has affected Julio Jones' value. Which may, I mean, this might be a good time to buy on Julio. Next year, they'll get a better running back. They're going to upgrade the running game. They're going to have to address their offensive line next year. All that's going to help Julio. Roddy White is going to, you know, I'm gonna. I was actually thinking about writing a. Sell high column within the next week or so. Yeah. Sell high, buy low, and the number one guy coming to my head for this season, off season, sell high, or even if you're out of the playoffs, is Roddy White. Somebody coming off some good oh, numbers this right. year, having a solid year. But he's getting up there. Got to sell high on this right. guy, man. You got to sell high. The I way agree. I look at it, yeah. If, no, definitely, if you're not in contention, and or if you or if you're in contention and don't need him, because maybe you like you took one of these rookie receivers that's kind of getting you through. Guys like, I mean, this rookie class again. I mean, I we I feel like it's uh. You know, we're on a spinning record here, and we're being redundant. But you know, even Jarvis Landry is now the number one target in Miami. It's, right. Oh, so oh, many guys. So many guys. I mean, we're not going to rehash it over and over again, but but we, we will. Roddy White, somebody you want to sell. Julio might be somebody you want to try and buy low because his numbers are down. Yeah. And he started it, off red hot. Oh yeah, I had him at like the number two overall dynasty player at one yeah. point. Now I'm just like, I got to move you back a little right. bit here. Matt Ryan's hurting you. Your offensive line, your offense is hurting you. Mike Smith is probably not going to be the head coach there after another timeout debacle. Right. Yeah. What was he thinking? I'm glad he did it. Well, As a right. diehard Browns fan, I'm just right. like, hey, thanks, guy. I'm like, what is he doing there? Yeah, no idea what he's doing. So um, let's go over that Tampa Bay Bucks, Chicago Bears. Again, another rookie here, Mike Evans. Wow, another big game. Uh, another touchdown. He's somebody in redraft leagues next year that's going to go like late second round. Yeah, probably. I mean, when we and do our end of the year, thinking, people will be thinking they're uh cutting edge, you know, taking, taking them, you know, in those redraft leagues, those work leagues that you get into, you know, but, they get all excited. Well, so, well, I mean, look, he's doing well now that Josh McGowan is in the game. Yeah. So they're likely to have like a rookie quarterback there next year too. So that, that could affect it. So there, there, there could be a, you could expect and look for this next year, If obviously, if you have a good memory. A sophomore slump for Evans next year if there's a rookie comes in. Maybe he's just too good where it won't happen. Uh, I'll tell you what, man. Jameis Winston would look good in Tampa Bay, man. He, he would. would. He's he got really the arm would. for it for those yeah. receivers, too. And he would look end. nice there. Yeah. Right with up the, the road. Tight end, yeah, I, with the tight end and the two receivers, 
I think he would be he'd be real sweet right there. Step in right away and put up decent numbers, yeah. and people won't be I mean, talking crab if legs. Could, if he could just keep his head on straight and not be a knucklehead, I he's got the talent, man. He's a stud. Yeah, but, I mean, even Vincent Jackson finally had a good game. Right, 117 yards on five catches. But I mean, obviously, the key here is uh, Mike Evans. And Doug Martin had a hey. Doug Martin did what he did best, right? Yeah, right. 27 yards. Yeah. Just, <laughs> How just many carries? 11. Ooh. So. When I was on, just because I'm living the uh, the 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 hell of being a Doug Martin owner in a league in a dynasty league, it's like, oh man, Doug Martin's starting. I was like, Sims hasn't really done too much. I'm like, maybe he can go out and have a good game, and maybe they'll change their mind on him, and then I could tr- try to trade him like ASAP, <laughs> you know? And no, uh, he does what he does best: eleven carries for done seven yards, dude. Done it sucks, man. Done. I hate him. I literally hate him. <laughs> Have you, Doug Martin? Yeah, we, I really. I wish I could say You that. weren't here last week, and uh, we were going off on uh, RG3. Oh, I hate his guy. I don't know if you heard the podcast back, nah. but yeah, my, Matt started. Matt's like, you know, I'm, everybody's afraid to say I'm a flat-out say it. RG3's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> we went on this rampage about RG3 just being a dick. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's always guys you don't like, but some guys you don't like for a purpose. And Doug Martin... His value, if you traded for him in off season, sorry. If you got rid of him, fake yeah, high five because right. good maneuver. But he is done. He he likely won't be there next year. Or probably, I mean, Lovey Smith is probably going to bring in somebody he wants to bring. You know, who knows who the ring? Yeah, Adrian Peterson. Yeah, no idea, man. But no value there. I mean, the only value there is Mike Evans and Austin Severian Jenkins. Right. How about on the Bears side, anything that were they? Nah, Matt Forte had a good game. Again, but, I mean, it's Forte. You know, right. he, he's got solid. another two years left, right. maybe. Uh, B. Marsh probably got another solid two years left, and Al Shen's obviously the receiver to own there. So, yeah, nothing too crazy there. Uh, Cincinnati-Houston. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Hill, another solid game. Yeah. He's here to stay. Definitely. Uh, he, and we, then they split up. They split the carries just. Uh, we anticipated at the start of the season. I think moving forward, this is probably what you're going to see. They're going to have even amount of carries. Um, Gio Bernard's still coming back, but I think like what you'll probably end up seeing is Jeremy Hill have more yards, and um, Gio Bernard will get him receiving wise. Yeah, right? I don't know. Where he has, this, this, this is what I said last week when you were here. This is pretty much how you started too. Things are now going to be exactly how we said they were going to be in the beginning of the season. Right. Close into the carries. Right. And, you know, Matt admitted, because I was like, hey, you know, I was all up on the Jeremy Hill thing. He's like, I was wrong. I didn't, I didn't, Matt didn't account for the Hugh Jackson system yeah. that he was in. And he said, hey, I, I, was, I didn't account for that. I was wrong about Jeremy Hill. And this is what we said. What I said was, this is what it's going to be, which is fine because, I mean, does it hurt Geo a little bit? A little bit. Right. But again, I, like I said, and you're a big time Geo fan and owner. Yeah. So all I said was, you know, his, his number one, it, attribute in dynasty fans football is in ppr leagues right and his, his, his receptions he's not going to break off big 20 30 yard runs every time he's somebody that's going to help you because you have eight catches for 100 yards right and like 30 yards rushing yeah yeah you're you're absolutely right and i think that's why they want to use them how they want to use them and you know, it's not too shocking to me and but both those guys are just so talented they're not going to not be on the field you know like yeah. I, you hear some you know, some people are anti Gio Bernard online and stuff like that. And it hurts his value a little bit. Oh, he no, drops it, down it, the no, rankings, but no, nothing too crazy. He's still it a premier does, dynasty we back. Still, we we 
anticipated that. It's like not even shocking to me yeah. at all after after they made that draft pick, you know, and mm-hmm. we broke it down. So And that's and that's why I told Matt before, like Jeremy Hill was somebody if you go back if you listen if you've been listening to podcasts for a while now, he was somebody I liked before the draft. I said, Oh, Jeremy Hill was somebody I liked right. coming out of this. You know, he's somebody I, I really But we were shocked out. when he went to Cincinnati. Very shocked that he was right. number two when I had but a Carlos Hyde. And we broke it down though, where this is this game and you know you got to give Joe Bernard a little bit coming off the injury because I think he'll do a little oh, yeah. bit more in a passing game next week. But you know this is exactly how we, we saw it coming. Thought, yeah, we saw it coming. AJ another dominant game. If he would have scored a touchdown, it'd been a true big time right. game. But I mean, I mean nothing shock here. AJ, you know he's arguably the number one dynasty player in dynasty fantasy football. Right. So I mean he's somebody you want all kinds of shares on. And yeah, if you can get it, you can get him. You know. Uh, Mohamed Sanu had a decent uh, game, which who I thought would have like no like when AJ's in there, he's gonna be hit and miss, which he right. is. But he came back and had a solid game. Yeah, uh, um, I was gonna say Ryan Mallett out the year. Yeah, that sucks, man. That sucks. Towards booby. Yeah, mm. that's no good. No good. Uh, Sounds painful. Yeah, I'm sure it would be. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it sucks that he gets his finally gets his chance. I mean, he's all. He's got you know he's what we thought he'd be in and out. He's not really accurate. Is he the long-term future there? I still don't think so. I still, I still think Brian Hoyer's going to end up there in the offseason. I must keep saying that until it, Hoyer signs somewhere. Happen. Yeah, Until it doesn't happen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, Alfred Blue had a eh, game. Yeah. And, I mean, really nothing to see here. Andre Johnson's kind of, eh. Yeah, and DeAndre Hopkins didn't do much either. So, yeah, nothing to see really on this end. Nothing to see. Yeah. Nothing to see here. Uh, Jacksonville, Indy. Indy. T.Y. Hill in another big game. Right. Uh, somebody who I was way off on. I mean, somebody who I was really wrong on this in the beginning of the season. I thought they were going to move T.Y. Hill in just to that like, situational, like deep threat kind of guy. I thought it was going to hurt his numbers. Uh, but I was wrong. He's a no, wide receiver a, one. Yeah, he's a stud. Yeah, I was way off on him. He's uh, he's really good. Yeah, he is. He's awesome. And man. I just didn't give him enough credit where credit was due. Uh, T.Y. has grown on me. I am a believer. Will I ever own a T.Y. share? Probably not, because I'll never take him where he deserves to go, because for some reason, I don't know why, but uh-huh. I totally respect his game. He's really, really good. Right. Uh, he's got the speed. He's got the hands. He runs really good routes, and he's with the number one, you know, one of the one top quarterbacks in the NFL. So, yeah, I mean, all, good signs all the way around. Blake Bortles. Had a terrible game. Terrible game. I we mean, had- I was watching that game because in our dynasty league, I had to start Cecil Shorts because uh, Kelvin Benjamin was on bye. And I told people to start shorts in a couple on Twitter. Right, I think a lot of people did. I think he was shorts was kind of like a sexy start, you know, in buy situations, injury situations, whatever the case may be. And forever, I'm watching Bortles, it, it, like in the third quarter. And I could be I'm off on these numbers, but it, you know, I'm watching like the the tracker at the bottom of the Browns game, and it's like he's got 36 yards in the third quarter. I'm like, dude, are you serious? You're killing me, man. <laughs> it's unreal, man. I mean, again, just rookie growing pains, right? Uh, you know, Dan Heron started over Trent Richardson yeah. like, because of sickness, yes. allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, and people were like, should I drop Dan- Trent Richardson for Dan Heron in Dynasty? I'm like, no. You know, it, it, no, I mean, Richardson's still, I mean, like. He I, hate, I don't, I don't I, like him. No, I get it. I hate, but, I hate him. But he's like one of those guys that, like, at this point, he is going to, he is what he is. And if you have him, no one's going to want him. Mm-mm. So you're stuck with him, so you might as well just accept it. And he's going to be a, a decent play if you have, like, injuries or buys. You're going to get 
you know. Yeah, he's a des- 13, he's a running back for 12 to 15 carries. You're going to get 40 yards, just like this game, you know. I hope he catches a touch. couple catches, yeah. a touchdown. Dan Heron, nothing special. Just another just another guy. You're going to find another you're going to find more Dan Herons through the draft. Right. So nothing really special. He'll like, have Yeah, a, don't go out of your way to go get him. Yeah. If you get him, you know, if you want him to take a chance on it, just don't expect a whole lot. Dante Moncrief outsnapped Hakeem Nicks, which is a good sign. And yeah. I still see I like think he did that last week too, no? I don't recall. Because right. I know Nick's okay. actually finally had a good game last week. Right. He scored that touchdown in uh like Moncrief Moncrief falls in the eyes of the or the category of like Devontae Adams and Cody Lattimore. Guys that you're gonna expect more from next year. Like I yeah. see Moncrief's you know, Lattimore it's still kinda hard to tell what we're gonna see because he had a lot of upside coming out of Indiana. But Moncrief is somebody that I'm he'll be like one of those sneaky guys next year that some people like, you know, like redraft guys, but comes out of nowhere. Right. Uh, Moncrief will probably have a pretty good year next year. Same with the Devontae Adams. Both guys that have really good ceilings next year. But it's good to see him involved. Right. Absolutely. You know, it I shows mean, yeah. shows that his future is coming up. And it's good to get those reps in now his rookie year. Right. And gain well, some want, kind of rapport yeah, with Andrew want, Luck. Yeah. You want him to be contributing because I would be worried if they weren't, you know. Yeah, if yeah, if you're not, if you're not, if you're like Aaron Dobson or something, like, if you're like you're healthy, inactive, right? It's a bad sign, right? It's a real bad sign. We had a Toby Gerhardt sighting, sighting. Yeah, four carries. Awesome. Uh, what do you have? Four carries for thirty-one yards. Awesome game. Sell, 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 right. sell, sell. For yeah, nothing. Yeah, you get like a one of those like Frito pizzas or something. Yeah, I'm not interested in those. No, me neither. Maybe. I went to uh, a card game. Okay. Last week or so, and right when it came out, and somebody got that Frito pizza. What did what they say? I really don't remember. I don't really like Fritos that. Much. I don't mind Fritos. Yeah. I don't dislike Fritos. I'd have to have like a cheese dip with my Fritos. It's not like I'm just eating El Natural Fritos. Yeah, Fritos. But I just... saw it. Uh, I think they said it was good. Uh huh. And they're like, "Would you like a slice?" And I'm like, mm, "No, nah, I'm good. I'm good." Wow. It, nice willpower. Yeah, it just didn't really. I mean, the crunch factor might be appealing but i don't really like crunch factor on my pizza i just like mushrooms on my pizza yeah yeah i like cheese pizza yeah it's good and i like jalapenos Nah, i'll pass yeah but i love pizza again anyway, right if you have pizza as long as there's like nothing like yeah no pizza is a bad pizza i mean there's really? just different grades of how good pizza is it's all good lunch cafeteria pizza in the third grade is still good mexican pizza from right. the third grade is still good right i mean there's and that would be considered bad pizza. Yeah, bad pizza. But if yeah. I ate it right now, I'd be like, "Hey, that's a good pizza." That's not bad. I'll, I'll just, right. Like even I guarantee, if I had that slice of Frito pizza, I'd be like, "That's not bad." No, there's no bad pizza. The pizza drowned out the Frito. It's like oh, it's like a right. pizza pizza with a Frito. I don't it. think there's such thing as a bad pizza. True story. I agree right. with you. And okay. that's our that's our pizza talk for right. for the year. Uh, let's move on to the Green Bay Minnesota game. Uh, we right. had uh, you know Aaron Rodgers doing what Aaron Rodgers does. Eddie Lacy coming through. He has nine touchdowns in his last eight games. Coming on strong the second half for a guy that started off somewhat slow. You know, he had a little James Starks interference. You know, a little, hey, I'm here too, James Starks. He's, he shoved him out of the way. Uh, moved himself back up to a clear, premier, elite dynasty back. Somebody that you want to have shares for for the future. Right. In my eyes. I mean, the guy, I mean, another solid game. Really love what I see what he does in the, in the receiving game as well. Eddie Lacy. Great game. Jordy Nelson, quiet game, nothing too crazy. Uh, but again, the Packers, I mean, you want you want as many Packers shares as you could possibly get for anybody that's on the Packers, right? Hey, absolutely. 
Those are one of those one of those teams. Uh, now on the Minnesota side, Charles Johnson, number one targeted player in there. You know, Charles Johnson, somebody who's been in the dynasty community, hyped up for some time now. Can't get, Browns took him off the practice squad of Green yep. Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, had the torn ACL. Finally came in this year. What worried me about Charles Johnson was, and again, it's probably just because he was raw that he couldn't get into. He couldn't with his size, what the Browns lacked. He couldn't get in the field, and that like that worried me about Charles Johnson. It's like, ah, if he can't make it here, if he can't get some PT in Cleveland, right? He with our cast of characters at wide receiver, come on. Sure enough, here he goes. He goes gets claimed by Minnesota mm-hmm. with Norv Turner, offensive guru. Right. It's been a, it's been a little bit, and then all of a sudden here he is gets into the game, number one targeted player. Uh, you know. All right, I didn't watch this game at all because this was going on during the Browns game, okay. and I try to and I try to watch. Uh, Mm-hmm. The red zone, you know, during commercials yeah. and the halftime and stuff like that. We're not really going to that game a lot. <laughs> it wasn't, I don't know, it just seemed like I didn't catch too much of that game, but it's just looking at his statistics. 11 targets and only three catches. I don't, I like, I, I'm just yeah, not. Teddy B had a little bit, probably right. do that as well. I'm just not really into the uh, Charles Johnson. Stash is what I'm not getting. I'm not right. saying, ooh, Charles Johnson. Yeah. Let me go by my jersey. Okay. I'm just saying, take notice. It's kind of like the flag is up. You know, if you have a deep roster and you have somebody on there saying that you just, you know, sometimes in these dynasty leagues, you have people on your roster, you have no being on your roster. It's right. There's nobody to pick up. If Charles Johnson's under waiver wire, he's worth a stash. He's he's a nice, he's kind of like the Marcus Wilson, you know what I mean, kind of category, who, how he came back and played too. He's a, he's a stash. Right. You know? He's more of a stash to me, just I feel like. Absolutely. You know. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a. He's a stash with like a, a high, you know, like a wide receiver two upside. You yeah. Know? Not like a wide receiver one, but a wide receiver two upside. Right. Like in those kind of categories. Yeah. But take notice. I mean, we're okay. here to kind of like get under, you know, we're right here to talk cool. about Fair all these guys. Yeah. You know, get, give somebody, uh, somebody, somebody you might want to pick up. Besides that. Uh, yeah. If you have like a fluid roster spot or something like yeah. that and you're just looking for a lottery ticket. Absolutely. Let's get some. You want to answer some Twitter questions? Let's do it, man. Uh. 10, uh, we're going to do the 10 Twitter, uh, we got some Twitter questions here. I have no idea what they are because I haven't read them yet. So we're going in raw. All right. <laughs> uh, first one comes from at GR Honeycut. Uh, thanks for, the, oh, nope, nope, nope. That's not from GR, wrong one. Here we go from at Joey Yeoman, who's a consistent uh, Twitter follower here and gets What's on the up? podcast. Uh, shout out to Joey Yeoman. How does Eric Ebron stack up for next year? Will he even crack the top 10 at tight end? That's funny because I was just talking about Ebron with a buddy of mine today. I just I'm just shocked with how bad the Lions offense is. It's shocking. Yeah, it is very shocking. Like before they were all offense, no defense. Now they're all defense and no offense. With with a better receiving core. Right. I don't get it, man. Um running game could probably use a little help I mean, with Joe like, Bell. I mean, if you're like making the dynasty your your tight end list. He's a top tight He's a top ten dynasty tight end. He still has questionable hands. But Will he crack the ten, ten top ten in points next year? Probably not. Probably maybe. Not. If he does, it's gonna be like at the the back end of it. Tight ends take three years, man. It's that simple. Yeah, it's just this. I'm disappointed in the production. I just expected more. His hands are a, a legit concern. Yeah, I he, expected more. I just that's not anything that I you know. I just expected more. I'm disappointed. This is a guy that we were raving about right. all year. We said, "Hey, right. you got to take this guy number four in your dynasty league, number right. five in your dynasty rookie draft." Yeah. This is a guy that we loved coming out. Right, and Absolutely. his situation was perfect. But you know, he, 
maybe he's another solid buy low. I mean, you got to remember these tight ends take a while. You know, hardly any rookie tight ends come in and they dominate. They take tight ends to one position, such a drastic change. They have to do so much more in the NFL right. than they are in the college ranks. You know, these are big bodied guys that in college it's easy to dominate and separate because they got speed and they're big bodied. So it's easy right. to dominate the college game. And it's easy to block in college. When they come to the NFL, they have to not only learn the playbook and you know who to block, who to pick up, where, when to hit, hit and roll out. So it's a, it's such a big learning curve. Unless you're a freak of nature like Rob Gronkowski, it's going to take a while. Right. Oh, yeah, I just I just feel like he... Even Gates took a little while to get going, coming out of Kent as a rookie. Because he's somebody that says coming out of Kent, I kind of have an eye on, but he right. took like a year to come around. I just, I just, I'm slightly disappointed. I'm not ready to like, you know, don't think the world's ending. I just don't know that he's a top 10 guy next year. No, I don't think he's a top 10 guy next year, but, um, but I think it, but he for has. Dynasty, like you're going to have him ranked there because the potential is the, the high ceiling is there. Yeah. I mean, look at Kobe Fleener just now starting to come into his own. Right. Tyler Evert. He's somebody that was a first round rookie pick. Right. Is he going to come? You know what I mean? These are guys that are going to start to develop here. Yeah, Other guys are going to slow down. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. It, it's, it's just the case with tight ends. It right. really is. I mean, you just, you don't hit pay dirt right away. They're not receivers. Uh, next one comes from at Mark Titch tick. Uh, this one's gonna be, we won't get into it too much, but he says re ranked the rookie route receivers. And this mm-hmm. is something Mark that we're going to do after the season's over. Right. We're going to do re rankings of the positions. We're going to do a, another rookie redraft that we had to do it all over again as well. Um, if I, you know, one, two, Stanley Watkins, Mike Evans, who's ever suits your flavor. But right there, it, right now it's until I sit down and diagnose it, uh, and analyze it, it's just too wide open. I mean, all these guys you want to, I mean, they're all so good. They're That's all why. so good, man. It's going to be personal preferences. Do you, you know, I like Jordan Matthews a lot still. He right. was my number three rookie receiver going yeah. into the offseason. Right. And I have, he's done nothing to prove me wrong. Right. Now, Odell Beckham, with that one of the top probably three to four catches I've ever seen in the NFL, right. has shown a lot of upside. He's definitely moved up there. He's, he's made an argument for himself. Oh, absolutely. Cooks has made argument for They're himself. all like They're really all good, good man. Yeah. And it's just like Kelvin Benjamin. Th- all really good. There's no wrong answer. There is no wrong answer. So it, it, the mean, big question is where does Carlos Hyde fill, you know, fall into this? After all those guys. Honestly, yeah. I mean, really. So it's kind of like So like guys that like, you know, we definitely had overranked were Ebron and Carlos Hyde and Sankey overall because all the receivers should be all the top picks. yeah i'd say ebron was slightly overranked i wouldn't say high was overranked at all i really won't because i had him right around like that six right around there anyways and i still see him kind of like because for the just because of the need of running backs i think well, again okay, i think he's gonna be great in 2015 running, i really I do get because of the need of the running backs you know okay. i have I, I a feeling next year it's gonna be a difference we'll be talking carlos like by week 10 next year mm-hmm. carlos Hyde will be a top seven dynasty I can, pick i can see that I, I just like all the receivers, and I can make an argument for every, any one of and them. And you always want to build around young wide receivers. Right. So, yeah, exactly. You can make an argument for all these guys. So, um, yeah, Mark, just pay attention. I mean, when the football's over, no worry. We're still here. We're still talking dynasty fantasy football, and we'll get into all these rookies that were drafted this year and get into all the rookies that are coming into the league next year. Uh, the next one comes from at Bravo788. Does Bortles still have a shot at being a great QB in a couple of years? Recent struggles due to rookie ups and downs. Yeah, right? Right. I I mean, you know, I Not guess. Not everybody's Andrew Luck, which it, it hurts. Right. Uh, you know, Nobody's one person Andrew does it. Luck. Yeah, it doesn't happen to anybody. All these rookies struggle. It happens every, you know, 20 years you get a guy like that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, 
I mean, I think he'll be fine. I think he, he the thing that's maybe I'm wrong. The thing is killing him. Bad line. You got young Horrible guys. Line. You got young guys. Every young receivers, young running backs. Like it's all young yeah. guys. It's just like it is slightly concerning that he's, you know, just slightly. I think he'll get better. But, I, I mean, I just, I guess maybe I expected a little bit more by this point from Bortles based off of the hype coming out of college and also how he performed earlier. Just see, I, I was just expecting a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, this is just I'm something. Not and I'm not saying he's going to suck or be a bust. I was just maybe, again, he is somebody I was expecting a little bit more. I, I, I'm a believer thinking that, all these people shoving these rookie quarterbacks in year one is just not, it's not really the way to go. I mean, it just, I think it hurts them more. That's why I love what the Browns do and Johnny Manziel. You know, I'm glad that he gets to sit for a year and learn the NFL game. Right. Like how it was back in the day. Jacksonville wasn't in that same situation. No. So, yeah, I'm not worried about Bortles yet. No, I'm not worried about it. Again, treat him like a 10 and give him three years. You know? Right. Uh, Bravo 78 had one more question too was, should Odell be a sell high candidate? No. 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 No, I just hold on to These guys you build your team around, not right. sell. Right. I mean, unless you're getting somebody of equal value, you know, unless you're getting a lead receiver, which nobody's going to do. A good young wide receiver. I mean, like. I mean, if somebody's like, well, because they're scared of Josh Gordon, willing to give you Josh Gordon for Odell Beckham, then heck well, yeah, do well, it. Of but, or like Antonio Brown and like, a, I mean, but that ain't going to well, happen. Well, how about that one? How about that one? Um, question that was asked i don't have it pulled up you got the twitter uh handles pulled up there was a question on antonio brown for odell beckham and here it is Carlos right here from at that shifty bloke would you rather have one antonio brown or two uh odell beckham jr and carlos hyde should i ask for more for ab i told him uh my answer was uh you know i would see if i can get a draft pick right i mean as well i i think that's a a decent starting point for a trade uh i mean there's there's you're taking all the risk you're doing taking it. all the risk right. and unless you're really desperate at running back i mean i wouldn't again if right. if i'm antonio brown owner it's one of those things like th- those are one of those trades though that like depending on your roster construction it's at least under consideration yeah because i told him i was like i bet you can get more for antonio brown that's oh, what absolutely. i told him because yeah, that's I what bet. i'm looking for because right. you're hoping odell beckham turns into, into antonio brown. brown i mean antonio brown's the number one fantasy receiver. I mean, Demarius just p- passed him because of right. the bye. But until this week, Antonio Brown's the number one overall fantasy receiver. So what else are you looking for? Right. Unless you're a huge Carlos Hyde fan. I mean, is Odell Beckham going to be the number one fantasy receiver? No, probably not. Probably not. So you Could have... he be top 10? Yeah. But Antonio Brown's a legit wide receiver one. So right. why, why sell guys like that? I mean, you see trades that go all over Twitter all the time. Like, oh, I, think, I traded this. but I think people just like to trade. Yeah, at the end of the day, they just like trading. But it dudes is like, yeah, but dudes like Brown, you don't trade those no. guys. But I think like, hey, if you know, depending on your roster construction, you can make some sort of maybe Antonio unless you're Brown's, rebuilding, right? And, and you need you a lot, and like right. you need a lot, like you're that far away, like you need a lot. And yeah. but you know, for that example, like I don't want, and I want Odell Beckham, I want Carlos Hyde for Antonio Brown, and yeah. I want your first round pick, right? And then that's that fair value, be, right? That would be more more appropriate yeah um here we go from at lee hooks which 2015 rookie running backs would you take over Corell, gordon etc again too early in the process right now i mean as of right now because right. we don't know where they're going first of all i mean it depends right. on situation i mean situation look what it did for bishop sankey uh situation changes everything but i mean yeah whatever they have melvin gordon right now or isaiah Corell, yeah give me melvin gordon right now 
That's it, probably. Right. You know, off the top of my head, like right now. Well, because I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's probably a couple I would take, but he he's definitely one. I it's I mean, but but Crowell's finally getting this this chance and looking to good. start. Yeah, and he's looking good. Yeah. So, so I mean, if you're, again, I'm always gonna take early, the proven man. commodity over right. The you hype. have to because, like, in most instances, I mean, this past year is probably gonna be the exception. There's more busts than stars. Yeah. In the first round. We've been saying this 2014 class was extremely special. Yeah. So. Don't let the yeah. Don't let that change your. I mean, yeah, half the usually it's half the first round rookie picks are bust. Yeah, they are. And Guarantee it. So yeah, I mean, and then you know, like we were talking before with Melvin Gordon, we brought up last week of Melvin Gordon breaking that, and then uh, Todd Gurley getting hurt. Right. And how it switched. How Todd Gurley went from number one probably right. rookie pick to now late maybe late first. Right. And, and now and to me, Melvin Gordon or Mari Cooper, whoever whoever. You, Whatever position you need, right? Um, and then my, Matt was like, "I'm still not sold because just because you know, just because of Melvin Gordon coming out of Wisconsin, and they are, they all turn out to be, eh. yeah, I don't hold that. I don't hold that against him either. So. I mean, this is kind of dumb. No offense to Matt, I just think that's just a bad argument. I'm giving offense to Matt. That's just yeah. dumb. <laughs> and I, I told him too. I was like, I, I was like, I'll never, I'll never hold that value. I'm like, I will never hold somebody because where they went to school. That holds them back. Yeah, I just I don't buy into that. I you think know, that's if you're ridiculous. a quarterback, if you're a quarterback at Hawaii. Right. You know, that, that falls into more line. But when you're a player in a Big Ten school, yeah, I mean, that's fine. Yeah, does Wisconsin run a lot? Yeah, but when you run for 408 yards and look really good doing it, then right. I, I'll take the guy that looks really good doing yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not buying into that. Uh, last question from at Savage Heckler. Who should I keep? PPR, three vets, one rook. Demarius Thomas, round one. A.J. Green, round two. Josh Gordon, free agency. AP one free agency, Odell Beckham free agency, Trey Mason. Uh, when you do those keeper leagues where you can only you can keep like up to you can keep three vets and one rook. The rookie obviously you're gonna keep out of free agency there is Odell Beckham. Right. That's the only rookie you have there. And then you can keep three vets. I mean you're keeping Josh Gordon, Demarius Thomas, AJ Green. I mean that's sick. Right? <laughs> yeah. And that's disgusting. You have four like sick receivers. Yeah, that's really gross. Yeah, so I mean it's pretty much like an easy one for me. Right. Odell, that gives you Odell Beckham as your fourth receiver, which I mean, puts I guess, like, up. I mean, you go all running back in the draft. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think maybe the only thing that he maybe is thinking is like, gosh, I really keep four wide receivers. But you have to. Yeah. In that instance. Why not? I, I, mean, I don't know. I'm just injury buys. But he's obviously asked, so he was yeah. curious. So I'm, that's what I would yeah, do. Yeah. Me if it's too. me, those you you can't turn down. I mean, obviously the receiver it's either Odell Beckham or Trey Mason. So you're taking Odell. Right. And then the receivers over over are better than all other players so yep. keep the best players i mean Agreed. it's fine and if you want if you want like that first round pick and you want to keep demarius because you have like say well, i don't know where the pick would slot but maybe you can get somebody like in a like a demarco murray or Le'Veon belt and you're like you know what i got odell uh aj green and josh gordon i'll get rid of the first round round pick i'll let demarius right. slide for the running back but it all depends on the situation right and you because that would make sense right that would make sense yeah but you come would back think, and get like a hawkins or somebody but later. you would probably think like those guys are going to be kept though yeah, you most know, likely. like Demarco and Le'Veon Bell and stuff like that. The guys that would be maybe worth dropping for if you're already stacked at wide receiver. Yeah, I mean stuff like that. So I mean, again, I'm always just keeping the best player available. Right. You know, and and obviously the the more talent you have later and to keep the way you want to go, but the way that was laid out looked like a no brainer right. there. I mean, there you go. I Josh agree. Gordon's. Oh. Anybody that bought, anybody that sold Josh Gordon, and after that, you know. Drug test, you know, God bless you because he's a beast. 
Yeah. Yeah, that one, yeah. That's tough. All right, we'll get back to some of these NFL games. All right, let's do it. And, of course, if you guys have any questions on Twitter, feel free to hit us up on Twitter anytime. Uh, I'm at Dynasty Rich. At Dynasty Nerd Mike. And, of course, our Twitter Twitter handle, at Dynasty Nerds. And, you know, make sure you get on DynastyNerds.com every single day. And use the forum because we have a lot of great users on there that interact and answer questions all the time. Uh, I get on there as often as possible and answer questions as well. So our forum's a great way to interact with each other. And, uh, again, DynastyNerds.com is probably my favorite Dynasty fantasy football site out there. Yeah, mine too. Yeah, what a coincidence. Right. We have a lot in common. Uh, we should be friends. Uh, moving on, Tennessee, Philadelphia. Again, nothing too crazy. Bishop Sankey, 10 carries, 37 yards. I still think he'll always kind of be somewhat like of a middle-of-the-road running back. Yeah. Low-end running back, too, that you'll have to start. But <laughs> never do. Relying on touchdowns to get it done. Right. Uh, Zach Bettenberger had a great game. Yeah, he looks like he's like the best rookie out there right now. Right. He might have a, he might have a future. And I, and I remember uh back before we were talking about late round picks mm-hmm. and you're like pick one of the guys that you like and my my pick was Mettenberger. right that's a guy that i like coming out just because right. he's big strong arm guy right not really mobile no not but mobile at all again if you if you have a strong arm and you're accurate that's the thing where i talk about like in nfl where everybody's like, oh he's fast he does this he can do that in nfl you know what i want my quarterback to be smart Right. Inaccurate. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I don't care if he could run a four three forty. I don't care if he's evasive in the pocket. I want my quarterback to stand in the pocket and make accurate throws quickly and smart. And Benberger has upside. So he looked good. Delaney Walker, a solid game with five for one fifty five. Great year, man. Excellent year. He's gonna finish as like probably a top five uh tight end. Got him in Dynasty. No one wants him. No. No. Hmm. Got Jimmy Graham. It's just not a sexy pick, you not know. Not a sexy pick. I try to like throw him in there when I was trying to make a move for QB. Mm-hmm. I was trying to like use that as enticing. It wasn't working. No, it just shows like nobody's buying in yet. Nah, there's like a lot of uncer- there's so much uncertainty in Tennessee. I mean, Justin Hunter found end zone. There's so many like like you want shares, but for like low value, right? You know, absolutely. like Delaney Delaney Walker. Yeah, you want a Delaney Walker share, but you don't want to pay much to get him. Right. You want a Justin Hunter share. Yeah. But you don't really want to give up anything to right, get him. Right, Tennessee and they're... You don't want to give up anything for Bishop Sankey. No. Yeah, I mean, Tennessee's just kind of... Right now, Tennessee is just kind of like, uh. I mean, they're like, in a way, like... It's pie. It's pie. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they're like probably worse than Tampa Bay, maybe. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Mike Evans supersedes right. all that. You know what I mean? Right, it's like... Yeah. True. Alone. I mean, right. the only place worse than them, Oakland... Oakland? Yeah. yeah, Jinx Jacksonville. No, because I like Allen Robinson. Yeah, has some good upside. Even Allen Hearns has some upside, yeah. and all those guys. I mean, even Denard Robinson's showing some upside. Right. So yeah, I mean, yeah, Tennessee's just. I mean, yeah, all, for, not, not, all you Titans fans out there, don't worry. Okay. I'm a Browns fan. I've lived it, man. Yeah, it I've sucks. lived it. <laughs> We've had no viable fantasy options on our team before. Right. Um, uh, Philadelphia side. Jordan Matthews looking like a premier future wide receiver one down the road. Absolutely. I mean, and it looks like him and Macklin have room to both be wide receiver ones in this offense. Oh, which absolutely. Is great. Yeah. And of course, it was good to see Shady kind of jump back up in the game. And I, and I brought a question up to Matt last week. And I was like, and I just brought it up for discussion. It's funny now. Like, if you had to take, I'm going to ask you the same question in Dynasty right, right now. Mm-hmm. And somebody's like, hey, um, 
they, it was a trade offer, and you take anyone that they gave you the option, and you could have LaShawn McCoy or Le'Veon Bell. Who do you take? I take Le'Veon Bell. He said, "See," and I was like, and "He said LaShawn McCoy easily." He's like, "LaShawn McCoy easily." I'm like, "I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, it's close." Like, I, I was like, "I probably want McCoy," but like, honestly, I was like, "I'd almost probably want if I think about it, I, I'd want Bell because of his youth and his situation." Right. But yeah, and I was like, it's funny now, like how they're like. I was like, the point is, we're talking about that in Le'Veon Bell and Sean McCoy. So I'm glad that you said Le'Veon Bell. Right. He said McCoy, and I said it makes it can go either way. There's no wrong answer here. But yeah, I just think like at this point where I will just take the youth. I'll take exactly the youth. less where carries he, in the youth. Right, because I think like it moving on forward now. It just seems like they're going to be pretty damn close. Yeah. And so I'll just take the youth, you know, because I think Le'Veon Bell is pretty much. Hey, he's here to stay. He's legit, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I still like LaShawn McCoy. I think, like, you know, the first, you know, uh, two thirds of the season. You know, I don't know. I think he's better than that. And um, but at the same time, I'll just take the youth on on that. Because yeah, because here's how I look at it. Like Le'Veon Bell is somebody you want to build your team around a young running back. Because there's right. not many out there that you can build your team around. Right. LaShawn McCoy. The way I look at him is, I'm hoping next year it comes out explosive. And around week three or four, I'm looking to sell. Because that, that one kind of trade scenario. Were you even here when I talked about that trade scenario? I don't, I don't think you were. Okay. Uh, I brought up this trade situation. A good way to approach Dynasty from now on is to value running backs on a three-year window. A two, three, you know, we say two, three-year yeah, hashtag. Right, yeah. But, like, if you have a running back, no matter how good he is, okay. after three years of not, like, his rookie year, but, like, when he comes up and puts up top three, four numbers, right. sell. Yeah, it makes sense. You, you get such good value for him. You get a really good young receiver, yeah. or probably another valuable like running back like I was using like Amash or Chris Ivory. But how do you do that where well, you, like say you're competing for a championship though? That's what makes it tough. It does make it tough, but I mean you definitely have to get If you can to get replace. the value back cuz you always get the rookie running backs. Yeah. But to me it's just like cuz even LaShawn McCoy if you'd have done it last year, I mean he's had a down year and obviously that's just one example, but he's the one that kind of brought to my attention. It's like, you know, the running backs go so quickly, and will they still even be good? But yeah, I mean, LaShawn McCoy maybe probably next year is probably one of his last years of being really good. Uh, maybe like elite, maybe like an elite, elite running back, right? And because he'll be good for a while. But my point was like, if last year at the end of the last year, who he was coming to number one running back, his value was so high, you could have got in off season, you could have got Antonio Brown and something for LaShawn McCoy. No, hundred percent. You could have got Jordy Nelson, and you would won that deal. And you would win. You would win the deal. And you could have got a draft. Hey, give me, give me Antonio Brown and your first round pick, you know, this year. And I'll give you Lashawn McCoy, and I'll give you like, you know, like Reggie Wayne, right? Into the off season, yeah. You know, someone was like or Andre Johnson, a sexy old name kind of guy, yeah. Uh, you can get make a deal like that done, and maybe you probably get a little bit more even on that side, you know, because now Antonio Brown, yeah, he was good last year too, but you know what I'm saying, kind of like. No, I, yeah, I totally get it. It makes sense to do. Well, is it easy to pull the trigger? No, no, it's easier said than done. But it's something that, like, I'm, I, it's something that it should be monitored. So, like, so this would be Le'Veon Bell's first year of dominance, right? So right. next year, so this year, 2015, and then after 2016, which is in a world of fantasy, is a lifetime. Oh, absolutely. I'm a, and I'm gonna try this. No matter in our in our league, our dynasty okay. league, I drafted Le'Veon Bell. Okay. If he still holds true, you know, and we'll see where we are in three years. After 2016, I'm going to sell high on Le'Veon Bell no matter 
what? Okay. Even if he's the number one overall fantasy running back. Okay. And I bet I can get good value. We'll, we'll, we'll readjust. But I just want to say, I mean, what do you think of that strategy? I, no, I, I think that it's legit. I, Too like, legit? I, I see where you're coming from, and I definitely can, like, grasp it. And Yeah, I yeah. It would just. Hard to pull the trigger. It would be hard to pull the trigger if you're one of those owners. Because <laughs> you had that investment. Say. When you got a guy for three years, you're loving that guy if he's yeah, a stud. So it's going to be hard to pull the, like, the. Because you're you're gonna think you have the one guy that's gonna buck the trend. You True. know what I'm saying? You always think your guys are gonna buck the trend. Right. And most of these running backs come in at the age of twenty one, so you'd be selling at like twenty four. You're like, yeah, but that's when they start you get- I said around three years. So say like four years. Right. No, but three might but be the- fine. After three, like hey, that that could be very true because then they everyone gets banged up, man, and then that's the beginning of the end. Mm-hmm. And sure they might put games here and there that are you know but you're probably right that's probably the way to do it because the value you can get for those guys is through the roof i mean you right. always get good like you always want to we always it talk about getting bad. those elite it might receivers look bad right at first but it might pay off and that's run. what i'm saying down the long run you might because then it was i said that first round pick you go into here so it was a mid-round pick and you come away with you know kelvin benjamin or right. you came up with odell beckham and yeah. you got antonio brown odell beckham and like ahmad bradshaw or chris ivory Something that you were able to start all year. Both those running backs were better than LaShawn McCoy throughout the year anyways. Yeah. And then you have two dynamic receivers, which puts you in position to draft young running backs through the draft in the future because you no longer need those receivers. And we do want to build our teams around young receivers anyways. Yeah. Right. Totally right, man. Just my dynasty brain going through the process, right. man. I, just want to, I forgot that you weren't here for that, and I know I want to remind myself this week to ask you and get your take on it and see what you thought. And I had... A couple of responses on Twitter that people, hey, I really like your idea. Yeah, I don't think it's ridiculous at all. I just think it might just be harder to do. We'll see. Yeah, I I think, but I do think it's a really, like, it's something that, again, it might be hard to do, but it's something that might better your dynasty teams in the long run. Right. Because the one number one spot to replenish, and then definitely if you could offset it with, like, the point-wise, like, if you're giving Antonio Brown, who's getting 25 points a game, and you're getting a running back, I mean, obviously, you know, if you could fill that, it all depends how you do it, but I think it's yeah, a good strategy. Be way too many scenarios. We'll get into it later, too. Maybe, right. like, maybe like a whole show on it and come up with different scenarios. Um, but we were talking about the Philly game again. Nothing else there we kind of talked into. Uh, the St. Louis-San Diego game. Keenan Allen, yeah, besides was, the two fumbles, right. uh, had a nice bounce-back game here. You know, He's been kind of hit and miss all year. Ryan Matthews, another solid game. Coming back 12 right. for 105. Looked right. really good uh, in the game as well. San Diego, Philip Rivers, worth, you know, he has value. Keenan Allen has really good value. Right. Ryan Matthews, who, if he is free agency, that's like a that's like a death trap for running backs. So we'll see. I, yeah. I see him resigning, though, in San Diego. You do? Yeah, why not? I mean, for these running backs, what else are you going to do? You know? Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, it's like at this point, how the NFL's shake shaping up, I mean, I don't know. He is, uh, that, that's... There's a bunch of Ryan Matthews out there. Man. We'll see. We'll yeah. have free agency talk. It'd be fun right. to talk free agency. Uh, Stedman Bailey finally yeah. has a game. Right. Looks good doing it too. Yeah. Huh? Maybe he'll put together. I mean, it's so hard to judge the Rams because they have talent all around there. You know, uh, definitely with Brian Quick coming back next year. They have Kenny Britt, uh, Stedman Bailey, Trey hey. Mason. Looks like he could be a viable starting running back in the NFL. Definitely for right. dynasty fantasy football. Absolutely. They just have no quarterback, point, man. Because at one point you were thinking, oh, Trey Mason's never going to get on the field, you know? And now he's their best option. Right. Stedman Bailey had a touchdown that, like, well, he, he had a touchdown, but, like, 
two or three plays prior, he had a touchdown, and it got called back for an illegal hands to the face. Yeah. But then he went back and scored it scored again, like on that same like position. in your face. Right, in your in your face. <laughs> I had somebody yesterday, I tweeted, I was like, I was like, oh, I was like, man, that oh, and I it autocorrected. I put in ODB instead of OBJ. Uh-huh. I was like, dirty bastard. Yeah, I was like, man, that ODB catch was unreal and the best catch I see. And somebody tweeted back, they're like, don't, they're like, serious? OBJ. I'm like, more like OMG. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I forgot what we were talking about. Yeah, right. <laughs> Stedman Bailey, hands to the face. OMG. Again, if maybe Stedman Bailey's on your waiver wire. Shouldn't be. Yeah, you know, if you got a if you got a spot and take yeah. him, man. Got a spot. Right. He's worth on it. Room right here. Right. Have a seat. The seat's tagging. Yeah. <laughs> uh moving on to the Arizona Seattle game. Yeah, that was not uh John Brown. Startable. Yeah. Wide receiver three. Yeah, he's the man. Your boy. He's gonna get better. That's he is my boy. boy. He'll forever be my boy. Oh, I'm on Brown. board though. I'm on board now because you, you called it. I, I, I soon as it it hit, I was like, "Ooh, now I like this guy. <laughs> He's good. Big play potential. He's cool, man." Yeah, Ellie like, John Brown too, yeah. man. He's like a future T. Y. Hilton, right? Right. He's got yeah. He's, That's where he's gonna like, right. And it, and this is remember this is kind of how like T. Y. Hilton started his career too. Kind of like he makes these big deep threat you know right. plays. It's kind of how T. Remember if you remember back T. Y. Hilton oh, like his rookie year, big like long catches like this. Hilton. I mean, does does he not remind oh, he you does. a lot? Yeah, he does. He's somebody that like he's here. Okay, John Brown. This off season, when you're making trades, target the trade that team that has John Brown, and try and get like like a throw in. Tr- like try and make the trade about John Brown oh, without okay. making it look like it was about John Brown. Right. Like a th- like you said, like the throw in. Right. Absolutely. Like, where they think they're getting a better deal, but the whole point of the deal was to get John Brown. Right. Cause he's somebody you want to buy on now. Yeah, like you just put a whole put a whole bunch of shit together, but then you just like sweep him under the rug and part of the deal. Yeah, definitely. Cause Larry, remember, Larry Fitz is gonna be gone after this year. Right, right, absolutely. So with Bruce Arians' offense, I mean, look at Michael Floyd there. If you want, I mean, no targets, no catches. Yeah. What a what what a garbage. He was overhyped this year. Oh. I'm you still. I'm not. I'm not giving up on Michael Floyd whatsoever. No, but it's a hey, for concerned. how hyped he was. Oh yeah, oh, very concerning. Very concerning. Right. Um, another concern. Andre Ellington just hasn't really had that good of a year, man. He is dr- his dynasty value is dropping. We, right. And you want to know why? It's because we're this deep in. He's not designed to be a full time running back. Yeah. He needs to be in that like Terrence West, Isaiah Corral. He needs to be in a committee back where he needs to be. You know what he needs to be? He needs to be Gio Bernard. Well, that's they're the same. They're, they're very similar. Yes, and that's what he needs to be. He doesn't so need to be carrying a ball a ton of times. Right. He doesn't need to be carrying. A, he needs to be helping you in the receiving game. Right, but he get should have the ball carries. in his hands because yes. he's explosive. Yes, right. It's just he's being overused. He's very similar to Gio Bernard, but like a poor man's Gio. Bernard. They'll be bringing in a running back, oh, probably. It, but they need to get that. Adrian Peterson trip. would be a really good fit yeah. in Arizona. Yeah, you're probably right. He'd be good anywhere. You no, know, anywhere. Yeah, but like a, a winning team that. As a good offense, I think he's a good fit there. And then you know, All maybe senior running backs go to a lot of senior running backs go to Arizona. Yeah, your boy Edron. Yep, from all time greats. Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith. Yeah, man, Edron was good, wasn't? Oh, I love him. He's so favorite good. all time. One of my favorites. Yeah. LT's Barry Sanders is my favorite of all time right. running back. 
LT is my second favorite all time. Yeah. Third, I don't really, I don't, I can't, but Edrin's up there, man. Yeah. Edrin's somebody that I, I really liked watching play. I mean, he was so dynamic for a period there. Right. He was awesome. So. Yeah, he's definitely my favorite. He's your number one? Yeah, all time. In your heart? Oh, yep, absolutely. It has to help. He's a hurricane, though, right? Um, yeah, I think, uh, that does help. I, you know, it's funny cause like for my, for, let's just make quick, make this quick story, but my all time favorite hurricanes, Edwin James is not my all time favorite hurricane. Uh huh. Running like, back. Just, no, but her favorite all time NFL player, Edwin James, all time you know, NFL player, period. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty big. Statement. I mean, well, outside of Bernie Kozar. Yeah. Bernie's the man. Bernie's the man. So Edger, outside of Cleveland Browns guys. So right? who's your who's your favorite all time hurricane running back? Like just while they're like you're at, while like, they're at, at yeah at school yeah all time favorite is Willis McGee. I was gonna say is it Willis? Yeah, he had a hell of a career. Yeah, till my Buckeyes. He just had that one. Thing. I mean, it was a one year dude, but he had the best year I've ever seen. He had like twenty seven touchdowns in one year, dude. It was sick, like sixteen hundred yards, something crazy, almost seventeen hundred. Well, and nothing Any to see out of Seattle. Yeah. Uh, Denver, Miami. That was Jarvis. a good game. That was that was a good game. Yeah, it was. I, Miami was. I thought Miami time. was going to come through with upset, give Denver their uh, second loss in a row, and it gave me some hope. I was like, man, the Browns play. The Browns play the Broncos in the AFC Championship. We have a shot. Yeah. Wow. Look at you looking <laughs> ahead, man. Always forever the optimist. Yeah. Um. You know, Lamar Miller, st- underrated running back, right? I mean. 12 carries, 59 yards, still helps you in the passing game. He's just been banged up, too, man. I think he could be more utilized if he wasn't hurt. Maybe I'm wrong, I mean, you know, but I just I know he's been questionable for a while, and he keeps playing. So. Solid running back, too, right? Right. I mean, he's everything you look for in a running back, too. Like, he's not somebody that's going to be, like, you're like you're building your team around that you love, but if you have, you're really glad you have him. Because, yeah. again, we go back to consistency. Besides the injuries, he's been pretty consistent as a running back, too, throughout the year with some right. really big games. Yeah, he's had a pretty good year. Jarvis Landry's now the number one receiver in Miami. Yeah, oh, he's surpassed Mike Wallace. Yards, seven receptions. Yeah. That, well, and he's a – Mike Wallace doesn't seem like a number one guy to me. Never – no, no, never. And remember Jarvis Landry, before – if we go back a, oh, yeah. over a little Absolutely. over a year. 100%. I know exactly where you're going, and you're 100% correct. Jarvis Landry was like – like he was like that top 10, top first round He rookie. was ahead of Odell Beckham. Yes. Right. Hundred percent. Which is crazy that that team had, you know, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, Alfred, Alfred Blue, Blue, right, Jeremy Hill. Yes, and they lost three games. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, oh, I mean, Jarvis Landry. If you remember, he was a really good college receiver. Oh, he was awesome. Yeah, so it's good to see. I mean, another somebody that probably went like late second round, possibly third round in a rookie draft. I just looked in our board. The board's still up. Our draft. I think Jarvis Landry went in third round in our in our. Dynasty nerds draft. I could be still wrong, up. but I as we walked in, the board's still up. I saw. I, I got Sean Brown in. Yeah, that's early yeah. draft. Um. So yeah, Jarvis Landry. If you're an owner, tip of the hat to you. Uh. As far as Broncos, nothing to see. Kurt, you know, C.J. Anderson. I mean, yeah. Blew it up. He was in my. Whoa. He was one of my number one starts last week in my sit start column, which you can read every week on Thursday or Friday at DynastyNerds.com, and I tweeted out like, no tomorrow on Twitter throughout the weekend. But I mean, I've had a pretty good, successful year in my sit start columns. My yeah. not so, my not so stabby, obvious sit and starts because I always go with like the not so obvious. So you guys. wouldn't put Peyton Manning on there? Never. No. Like this week, I had I had Josh McGowan, who had an okay game. Right. C.J. Anderson, Isaiah Carell, and Andrew Hawkins. 
winners. Chicken dinners. Yeah, I'd say three out of four for sure. And Josh McCallum, and I, yeah. and I wrote about it. I was like, if you need a quarter, like say you have Big Ben and you're on buy, or yeah. you know, if you, you're stuck, if you need a quarterback off a waiver wire, I speak, that's why I said Josh McCallum. He right. got done. I mean, he had like yeah. 300 yards, two touchdowns. Um, but yeah, yeah so Denver, C.J. Anderson. Long term value for C.J. Anderson? You think they're, you think it's there? I don't know. Yeah, me neither. Too hard to tell. I'm just going to be honest. Too hard to tell. Yeah, for being a dynasty expert, we have no answer on this. Yeah, that one's tough to tell. I feel like uh, Denver's running backs, New England's running backs, like those, uh, they're just so weird, man. Yeah. It's hard to like put a gauge on it. I, I don't know. Um, he looks good. Monty Ball doesn't seem to be, you know. <laughs> My last week I was telling Matt, I was like, oh, yeah, that groin injury. Guy gave me a groin injury. <laughs> Bastard. All right. I traded up and I traded up to get that guy, the number two overall, right. I, the highest dynasty pick I ever took in my entire life. Traded up to get it to take Monty Ball. Disappointing. Good thing I traded up and got Le'Veon Bell though too. Yeah. Woo-woo. There you go, one for two, just like real first round picks in dynasty, and, man. You're probably gonna go one for two. And the one thing too that really makes me bad about that, if I reminisce here a little bit, is uh-huh. throughout the whole off season. I had Eddie Lacy as oh, my number one absolutely. back. The whole offseason, then he had that little foot injury. Right. Then he slipped, and he went to Green Bay. Right. And then Monty Ball went to Denver, and I'm like, there's no way he's not going to be sweet there. Right. And, then, and I told myself, after that draft, I was like, I'll never do that again. I'll never let the NFL draft. And that's why I didn't move off Bishop Sankey going to Tennessee. Yeah. I'll never let the NFL draft, like, completely change my rankings like that again. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, there was a lot of good backs in that. I had the first pick that year, man. I went Gio Bernard, but I wasn't going to change. I mean, that's who I wanted. And that's the who you whole wanted time. the whole time. The, the he, whole time, forever, yeah. like for a long, the draft, long time. Yeah, and I told you, I was like, he was number one back taken. I'm like, oh, look at you. Yeah, look at you calling it. Yeah. So, and then, and I had Eddie Lacy as the number one back coming out, like just draft wise. Right. Yeah. And you like, yeah, you had Gio Bernard. Cause I remember we we had long discussions right. about that, and this is before we did the podcast. So, uh, yeah. So that's all I got to say about that. Uh. Washington, San Francisco. Carlos Hyde shows again. He's still, again. I think, and I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. Carlos Hyde in 2015 is going to be one of the top tiered running backs. I don't think anyone's arguing that. So. No, I'm just saying it till I'm blue in the face. Is All my right. face blue? You look like Papa Smurf a little bit. <laughs> uh, wish I had a funny joke about that. But yeah, no. nah. yeah, I'm not that witty. Yeah. Uh, so besides that. Colin Kaepernick, we said somebody, I'll, I'll never be big on Colin Kaepernick ever. Right. Uh, Bolden had a really good game with nine catches for 137 right, yeah, yards. Right, yeah, good. Morris, as soon as RG3 came back, Alfred Morris is sweet. Yes, he helps him out tremendously. But RG3 just stinks. He's terrible. I mean, he's terrible. <sighs> terrible. Oh, just disappointing. And I see no, I see no rainbow. I see no light nah, at the end of the tunnel. Nah. Done, right? Uh, I'm I'm not gonna say done. He's done in Washington, probably. He's done. I think he's done. Period. I mean, you never know. But it, I'm it, not gonna put. I'm not gonna put the nail the nail in the coffin. NBA <laughs> Jam. I'm not gonna go that that route quite yet. But it's that, not looking good, man. I just don't think he'll ever. Because the way he plays too, I just don't ever think he'll get a chance to get it back on track. Because I I just see it even if he does show he's, like I can see it already next year. You know, he gets back on track for a couple games. And then he gets hurt again. Eh, I, I wouldn't look look at it like that. I, I just think maybe he would benefit from a change of scenery. Yeah, okay. Possibly. He could use it, probably. Right. His yeah. teammates all think he's a dick. Right. Because he is a dick, right? All right. 
I we, wasn't there for that. We went, we went on a 10-minute rant last yeah. week about him being a dick. He's ruining my dynasty team. Yeah, single-handedly. Right. But, I mean, what else would you have done? If you didn't take him, you would have taken Doug Martin. No, I would have taken David Wilson. Okay, so yeah. So. Right, so it doesn't matter. You, out of 100%, the, th- out of the three, you still have the best. I still, yeah, I got you the still best won. launch. Yeah, right, yeah, absolutely. You have the less stinkiest of the poop. I mean, one guy's out of the league forever, and yeah. I know because we both like David Wilson, yeah. and I was all over that. I was in a rookie startup draft, Yeah, and my whole plan was to take David Wilson. Yeah. And somehow, like, LaShawn McCoy slipped me, and I was like, huh, wow. So I took him, Yeah, and I was going to take they changed my whole dynamic of my team. But oh, yeah. you think? <laughs> <laughs> you think one guy's just gone after two years? He fumbles but, his first play of the game, and he misses the whole rest of the season, and then he gets hurt. He's gone career. forever. Yeah. Gone forever. So, I mean, I guess, yeah. I mean, yeah, does it suck that you got RG3? Yeah. Because you build, that's, once you take a quarterback like that, so you build around, but yeah. it could have been worse. You could have had Doug Martin. Right. It could have been even way worse. You could yeah. have David Wilson. He had nothing to show for. Right. I would almost rather. I would rather have David Wilson than Doug Martin. Because at least 100%. he was good. It's cut, <laughs> cut and dry. Relationship <laughs> is over. If you own Doug Martin, you can't get rid of him. And you see him every day on your bench. And, it and you pisses, can't cut him. You can't, yeah, you can't, you can't cut, cut him. him. You can't cut him. And you can't trade him. Because you always hope, like, dude, maybe. Maybe, maybe next year it changes the scenery. Right. Which maybe. But no, man. No, but he's the, no, he's he sucks. Don't, don't you hate that when you hit the guy on your team that you can't cut? Yeah. Oh, for sure. And they're terrible. And you're like, you're almost like wishing, like, oh, I can't just be like out of the league so I can cut him. Right. Absolutely, man. I, I just you like, know, if you do cut him, he's going to be sweet. Absolutely. <laughs> That's how it goes. That's why, like, I would much rather have David Wilson, man. Just sever the ties, move on. That's it, what it's you're saying. so much better. Yeah. The damage and you is get done. over it. Like, cause Juan had David Wilson, he's done. He's moved on. He's nothing well you can do about it. Nothing you can do about it. He's, he's long gone. He doesn't think about that anymore. Whoever has Doug Martin, he's pissed every day. <laughs> every day, every day, he looks at that team. Uh, you got like Doug Martin, RG three, and you're like, oh, you son. Right. Or something like you. You have Ben Tate, Doug Martin, and uh, Zach Stacy. Zach Stacy. Oh my God! If you have Zach, I mean, it gets worse and worse every day. I look at it. I mean, it's like just pathetic. <gasps> oh, Ben. For my and this is this is a brand new startup league, not not my not the dynasty. Yeah, if nobody's hip doing. to it, uh, Mike got in a brand new dynasty uh, league this year, and his three backs taken before the year started were Doug Martin, Zach Stacy, and Ben Tate. Just how's, how's that league going? Oh, not good. Not Your receivers good. are great, right? Yeah. Your running backs. I have AJ Green, DeAndre Hopkins, and Keenan Allen. So, in in the way the league is set up, I can go three running backs and one. Or excuse me. Three, three wide, three wide, wide receivers and one running back. The only running back to put in my starting lineup, just one. You got stuck. just one, and I can't even hit one of them. You struck out. Oh, I three swings, out. swing and a miss, dude. Uh, I mean, Zach Stacy's a complete. That wasn't a swing at all. Uh, Doug Martin was a complete whiff, and Ben Tate was a foul tip into the catcher's mitt. Right, just terrible, terrible. Yeah, uh, but Dynasty really. nerds, I'm doing pretty good. So we'll. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm fourth in the league in points, just can't get the W's. Yeah, it's, it's one of those up. years. Yeah, one of those fantasy years, man. Yeah. Blah. Yeah. All right, let's get in this last game. We wrap this podcast right. up. Uh, we got Dallas and the New York Giants. I got nothing to really see here. DeMarco, 121 yards rushing, another solid game. Tez Bryant went full beast mode on national television, which I always expect Tez Bryant to do. He's an elite top three dynasty receiver. Uh, 
only real upside. I mean, Andre Williams had some carries uh, and yeah. scored a touchdown. Wouldn't you say though, on uh, just talking rookies, that Andre Williams is disappointing? Very disappointing. Right. I, I there was that minute when like uh, Rashad Jennings got hurt, and we were all like, "Oh, Andre Williams!" Yeah, Andre Williams. We were pumped, you know, because it was a dude that we kind of targeted. Or, we talked up. We talked up. I mean, we. I mean, let's face it. We there's a lot of guys we've talked up that we've hit on this year. We've had a great year. Right. Of telling you guys. Who to draft? Right, and I would you know, say Andre Williams probably is a miss at this point because I think he's getting enough. He's gotten plenty of carries, and he's got that where he just does not get very many yards. No, he's just a plotter right. that's big, and he has like running back three status that you could throw in in dire situations that you well, just hope scores a touchdown. Kind of like in a way of like a Trent Richardson. Yeah. Right. Yeah, just like Trent Richardson that's with probably, way worse hands. Right. So actually less value than Trent Richardson, which is really bad. Right. But that's probably what he's going to be. And, that yeah, that was a miss. If he but scores we a touchdown, p- you're good. But we were pumped for a minute. Yeah, but we, we liked him in Boston. Right. He, I mean, we thought he was underrated coming out of Boston College. But, yeah, absolutely. You know, can't handle, we're not going to be right all the time. No. Uh, but obviously the story of that game is Odell back in, you know, national TV coming out party. That catch. Sick. Unbelievable. That's right. right up there with uh like the David Tyree catch, you know, for the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Uh it's one of the best catches. I mean, definitely when you see it in slow replay when he caught it like just basically like two fingers. Right. Awesome. I, I can't catch balls with two the hands. The only thing I just hate and maybe it just I just hate labeling it the best catch of all time. I hated that too. Like I just I have a very hard time right now and is this totally bothering me. What have you done for me five minutes ago mm-hmm. mentality? Like, since it just happened two seconds ago, Twitter bullet, best catch of all time. It's like, dude, really? Yeah. Can you say that? Like, honestly? And I tweet out, I said it's one of the best catchers I've ever seen. Because right. it is. Oh, absolutely. And, but, like, and then Schefter, you know, Schefter, because that's the one I thought of, too. Schefter, he's like, he's like, that was one of the best catches I've ever seen. But the best catch I've ever seen with my two eyes is a David Tyree catch right, dude, that for the was Giants. for the Super Bowl, man. Yeah, not only was it for Super Bowl, the, he, he caught it one-handed against his helmet, held it with a guy, with the guy's arm through his arm, pulling him down. Right. And Much the, tougher catch. That, and, and everything that goes into it, the magnitude of what's behind yes. the game against the undefeated Patriots, like, dude, I don't know. I could argue that's the best catch I ever saw. Right. And then at, me, uh, that's what I will put number one. And uh, Freeman from uh, Green Bay. Right. Remember that long, like what, a Monday, a night, Monday game? night game, Monday where night game. Like tipped up or whatever, and roll, he, it rolled off, off them and rolled over and caught it. Right, yeah, that was a phenomenal catch. And then the one where Randy Moss tipped it to himself, like he jumped up, tipped it, turned, then turned, like he turned around. This is like five like years. Like I vaguely ago. remember this. One. Yeah, there's a catch like Randy Moss, like, like, like a pitcher, but I can't. You know, I mean, obviously Randy Moss. There's probably a th- tons of catches you could think, but yeah, there's right. a catch by Randy Moss. Uh, and I'm not going like, by the ones that you see, but like he like jumped up. Tipped it. The receiver jumped. He came down, turned around, and then caught it and scored. It was unreal. Yeah. It was great. And I told him, I was like, that's one of the best catches I've ever seen. Right. So, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. They're like, oh, it's the best catch ever. Yeah. It's like, come on. Yeah, you're talking to people with, like, short, you know, short attention Yeah, like, how long have you been watching football, bro? You know what I mean? Seriously, the best catch ever? I mean, like, come on. This is the best catch I've ever seen. How long have you watched football? 12 games. I mean, seriously. I don't know. I would just... I have a hard time. I mean, if if some like real legit people, like some players from like the seventies and you know stuff like that, were like that's the best catch ever. All right, I'll give credence to yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? 
I I don't know. I just think the Tyree one is better. To I me. agree. Like that's the most memorable catch it's, to me. If you yeah, if you ask me what's the best catch I ever saw, yeah, that's the best catch I ever saw. Right. If you ask me what's one of the best, some of the best catch I ever saw, that Odell Beckham catch, I will remember for the rest of my life. Oh, absolutely. One of the best catch I've ever I'm seen. I'm not trying to take anything away from it. I'm just saying, like, wow, that's too, the instant analysis of best of all time. We throw that people throw that around yeah. way too much. Word to your mother. So right. that's our dynasty we can review. All um, right. I want to give a shout out to. You know, for two weeks in a row, I've asked you guys to go out on uh, iTunes and give us a rating and a review. And like 10 of you guys out of the thousands that listen responded. So you 10, you know who you are. I really appreciate it. Um, big shout out to you guys helping. It actually did. It helped the Dynasty Nerds podcast move up a slot. It moved up a slot. Nice. So again, that's the best way to like support the podcast right now. I mean, we don't ask you for bags of cash. Or, right. and, I mean, if I you want to send, send that, that's bags cool. of cash. Right. We'll do that. Uh, P.O. Box 327. <laughs> hey, careful. Somebody, somebody yeah. at 3027 yeah. is going to get that bags of cash. But, no, it's, again, I mean, it's my third week in a row just saying if you do have the time, and maybe, you know, for the last two weeks you haven't had the time, but maybe this week is the time. You know, Thanksgiving right. holiday, you know, your stuff, you're sitting there watching football on the couch with your phone, your right. belly's over stuff with turkey, and you got that pie, you're just waiting to eat an extra piece of pie in your, your stomach. Which Not you fun. should. I highly recommend Highly it. recommend it. Right. Uh, get on iTunes, on your phone, just on your phone. Take a couple. Of, if you don't leave a written review, that's fine because that takes, you know, about a minute to do. But if you leave us a five-star review, four-star review, whatever you think, we really appreciate it. We really do. Yeah. I mean, appreciate genuinely it. appreciate it. Um, you know, I check it, like, once every week. Every time I see one, I do get, like, it's like Christmas. I get a little giddy. Like, <laughs> a new review. What does it say? All right. They like me. They really like me. Um. And, you know, for, for all you guys listening, too, I think maybe, like, at the end of the year, we're going to do uh, a podcast T-shirt giveaway, too. Um, give one of you guys a T-shirt out there. I don't know how yet. Maybe we'll do something again like we did last time where if you tweeted, like, all oh, my favorite fantasy sites, DynastyNerds.com, something along those lines. Something to pimp the site, of course, in the podcast. Cool. So, but I like the contest. I always like the contest. Oh, giveaway. Yeah, giveaway. Giveaways. Yeah. Our shirts are sweet. They are sweet. Yeah. I have two of them. Mm-hmm. If you're lonely. Put that shirt on. Go to a bar. You're gonna be uh, you're gonna be getting intimate. I probably uh, probably almost uh, guarantee it. Probably fourteen percent chance guarantee. Depends right. how much money you're gonna spend on <laughs> beer and alcohol. That's the right, more you man. spend, the higher the chances go up. So absolutely. But no, we always appreciate you guys listening. Hopefully, we uh help. And uh, that's our pre-Thanksgiving week in review. Uh, hope you guys all have a good gobble gobble day. Uh, make sure you eat a lot of food. Just before we go to my favorite, I just want to say my favorite, what I'm getting excited about is I want to let you guys know my favorite Thanksgiving dish ever is the day after the turkey, the mashed potatoes, the stuff in the corn and the gravy all mixed together. All on, yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's one of the like, greatest things ever. I kind of like the, uh, all right, because I know we got to cut this off. Since that's your favorite, my favorite is after the ho- after the uh, Thanksgiving and I finally I get home from the in-laws house. Mm-hmm. And I know the night game's coming on, and then I make that additional sandwich with the mashed potatoes on my san- on a and sandwich. You go sandwich. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. You go sandwich. Right. I go smorgasbord on a plate right. mixed together right. like I'm like a witch like one of those KF- stew. Like one of those KFC bowls back Yes. Then. Yeah, right. Yes. I'm I, not opposed to that either, but I'm saying recently what I do is like, hey, finally I'm home. It's just so much relax. It's so much more relaxing at home. Make that leftover and you're hungry sandwich. Again. Yep, and watch the night game. Yeah, that's my favorite. It's a good favorite. 
tweet us your favorites at at Dynasty Nerds. But any questions you have coming up into this week, you know, hit me up on Twitter at Dynasty Rich. At Dynasty Nerd Mike. Make sure you go to DynastyNerds.com. Until then, have a safe, happy holidays, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Good luck week in your fantasy weeks this week. Peace out, homies. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.